episode of fade us sorry we had to take a week off we almost had to take another week off thanks to the godfather not being here but the show must go on like i said we are without the godfather today but joined with myself the square we have frankie overs and johnny parlays fellas good to see you again and we're going to get right into it with one of the coolest sporting events that we have seen since sports came back, probably the coolest event we've seen since sports came back with the match this past weekend between Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning and Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady that foursome went out and played in Jupiter, Florida. And I believe Tiger and Peyton won one up. Is that correct? One Mm -hmm. up. Now I did not watch a ton of it. Uh, I watched, I would say, like the last three or four holes, honestly. Obviously, I saw like the big highlights on, on social media, like the Tom hole out and things like that. But from everything that I read and heard from a lot of people, it was a smashing success. It was fucking awesome. I, I watched just about every hole. Um, it, there was just so many aspects that were so cool. Like, well, we got to see, like, Tom Brady be human for a second. Like, he was, like, pissed off playing golf. Like, he was, like, a, like one of us. Like, it was cool to see. And then, right, he holds out that one that one shot, and then he doesn't stop talking for the rest of the golf match like any of us would do, right, if we hold out from there. Um, Phil Mickelson was awesome. Like, he was, he was uh, the way he would kind of, like, talk Tom Brady through every single, like, every single swing, every single chip, every putt, and just kind of explaining the route that the ball would take was so cool to watch. And Phil's a talker anyway, so he's just fun to listen to. But And then Tiger Woods hit every single fairway and looked like he's about to win all four majors. So I was all in on the match. And Peyton Manning is good at golf, question mark? Like, what the hell? That guy, he could play. <laughs> he must have been doing yeah. swings in the offseason or something. Yeah, to build on like your mic thing, um, I think it's something that golf should uh, should should seriously consider adding into the game. Because I mean, it was even though I mean this was just a match for charity. I think it's something that like it can help draw in fans. Like if you're getting, uh, you mentioned Tiger. If you get that conversation between Tiger and Joe Lacava on Amen's Corner, right on a on a Masters Sunday, like hearing what they're going through. Like, that's some insight that, right. like, obviously has not been given in golf for a while. But would be so cool to hear. Um, like, plus the mic'd up part, like the jabs. Um, right. I don't know. They mentioned some, – someone mentioned something to Tom Brady, and then he's like, the Eagles don't scare me. Or it's like the Falcons don't scare me. The <laughs> yeah, do. And then uh, Tom was chirping Peyton about how Tennessee hasn't been relevant since they left, which – 
I didn't even know until I looked right up. <laughs> Tennessee won a national title the year after Peyton left. T. Mark. Um, well, like, and and it also in the very beginning, like they were asking Peyton like who he would have wanted as his caddy, and he was like, ah, you know, like Nick Foles maybe. Uh, Eli could have been out here. I'd probably go with Bill Belichick though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and like it was, it was, it was so awesome, and and all and all all of those guys are such superstars, and they have been for so long that and like they they just genuinely seem to like have a great time out there so that it was to me it was just awesome and I don't I thought I heard something that it was like maybe like the highest like rated like cable tv golf match that ever like there's like six million people watching this thing like that's fucking insanity plus little jabs that Justin Thomas would get like yes he was, he was he awesome was, too oh he was great when he, at, at the end when they showed that clip of Charles Barkley shooting the 18th like the jabs that justin thomas would give charles like that like that whole crew brian anderson emelman like that whole crew did good yeah they were yeah i think i saw on twitter as well that they're because of how as uh you mentioned square how much of a success it was that they're gonna um entertain the idea of other celebrities yeah um, I know I have a couple in mind. I mean, Michael Jordan would be an absolute badass to see. Um, I know I was listening. I don't remember what podcast it was, but they said uh, one person should have MJ, the other should have Isaiah Thomas to <laughs> keep that beef going. So I like. I think this this could be a springboard like for other events. I agree. That Tiger and Phil could take part in, and I mean, it was it was just in general too. It's just a sports fan. It was great to just have something to watch that like I was kind of skeptical going into it first but I mean it was so awesome to watch those four go at it it was pouring it was pouring rain and it was still that good I wouldn't have played fuck that (laughs) I know Phil Phil did an interview earlier this week and basically said like this should be a yearly thing yes even if we don't make the money like we pick a charity to donate it to whatever the case may be and he did bring up – he brought up, like, Michael Jordan and Steph Curry. Right. Tony, he brought up Tony Romo. Like, he brought up a couple um, couple different options. He also mentioned doing one where, like, him and Tiger actually get to team up for once. Yes. Against, like, a couple of younger guys. Mm. Um, I think they only did what they did three different formats or two different formats. Was it six, six, and six, or nine and nine? I think it was just nine, nine and nine. nine, nine. But okay. Yeah, just just on on the back nine, all four teed off, and then they just all then they just did alternate shot after the tees. Because I would definitely like to see maybe a little bit of a greater emphasis put on the amateurs. Um, yeah, almost almost where like if you do like a six, six, and six, you have to play like your worst ball off the tee or do something like that where it, it, it handicaps the pros a little bit more because, you know, when you're, when you're that good and, you know, you're playing best ball, you're going to use your shot every time. Right. And, and it, ball 90% right. of the time. So it'd be, right. and, and, it'd be cool to put a bigger emphasis on the amateurs. Yeah, but it was cool. They had like those, like, they had like challenge shit in there, right? Like uh, on the certain hole, like, between Peyton and Tom who drove farther there was an extra donation or whatever they had one hole where like you had to pick one club and you played that club for the entire hole like that it was just cool Tiger almost put in like a 40 footer with his like five iron (laughs) 
So I mean, it was it was just awesome. It was it was it was it was great TV. Like like was 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 awesome as well. The jabs back and forth. It was I mean it it was just great. And it and it I I think it has to be an annual thing. And I it I think it has to be Tiger and Phil. Those guys were both great. With how good the ratings are, I would expect it to to keep going. I wouldn't see any reason why they wouldn't do it. Um, even if they do it a little bit later on in the year mm-hmm. or wherever you can squeeze it in, uh, even, if it's at, even if it's after, like, the tour championship sometime in the fall. Right. Um, would, would definitely not be bad uh, on a Saturday or a Sunday to get some golf in there as well. So looking forward to see what the future holds as far as the match. Did you guys bet on it at all? I I I was gonna bet on Tiger and Phil, but the odds were or, or Tiger and Peyton, but the odds were just way too high. I just I just bet that uh, Tiger or Phil, one or the other, or either would would make uh, an eagle, um, and just uh, and then and then I bet individually that each of them would would make an eagle. So I had three bets there, but they like. The, the way the way the match was played, uh, Bavada just pushed it for me. Like they just gave me all everything I bet back because like Tom did make an eagle, but like it was when they were alternating the shots, right? So like Phil put it like eight feet out, and Tom made the eagle. So it was so it was kind of weird. I'm not. It was it was it was kind of a weird event to bet on. Um, I, I guess you could have maybe if I didn't know how much like live stuff that any engines were kind of having out there, right? Like who was going to have the longest drive on a certain hole. I don't know if those were available, but I didn't, uh, a- a- after the match kind of started, I was, I was, I was definitely okay that I didn't, well, I wasn't really betting. I was more just kind of enjoying it. Yeah. I didn't bet anything. Cause I lost too much money in the morning on the Bundesliga. <laughs> oh, I don't want to even hear about same old form. I guys, I have not won a bet in 12 days. Jeez. It's been since the 16th of this month since I last won a bet. What? Oh, my God. Hey, lucky for you, we got a Bundesliga game tomorrow. We're getting back on track. It, yes, it sir. Was, it was a couple Bundesliga picks from you, Johnny, that I hit. And then before that, like I mentioned the last time we were on the pod, I did finally hit a UFC pick. But before that, I mean, I hit some KBO picks early on in the season. But, fuck. I have been struggling so badly. I just keep – I'm hemorrhaging money right now. I just keep throwing it out there and praying that, that something's going to hit. And I couldn't fucking throw a rock in the ocean right now. I'm a little hot. I'm on a little bit of a hot streak. It feels good. My itch is 100% back. Um, and it's just – like, I don't – everything that, I, that I've bet on since I've resumed probably at the like, start of May-ish – Whenever they, whenever the KBO was really kind of starting to kick back in, um, and it's, and it, it's just been, I like, I don't watch any of these games, so I'm just like, I'm placing my bets, at least for the KBO at like 11 p.m. and then waking up to go to work and oh, so, so, did I win or did I lose, right? So I, um, the the soccer is a little different because like I like I. Right, like I, I kind of know some of some of the guys, some of the some of the teams are like they're familiar-ish, um, but that the 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 soccer is just pure, just kind of. Um, um, I take a lot of lot of favorites. I found this. Um, I found like a prop that I like to bet where 
um, like some of the like better games between better teams. I just bet that like the first goal of the game is going to be scored within the 30th minute and the 40th minute. And that's one that's like, great bet. and those, and those, and those are all like plus 600. So I just, so I just take those in some, in the, some of the games that I like and a couple of those hit and then that like, that's just plus big money right away, even if it's a small unit. So I so I, I really like making those picks in the soccer games. So I'm really excited about the new leagues coming. Uh, not the new leagues, but the leagues coming back to play. Um, but the KBO is just just you know shooting fucking fish in a barrel, man. You, I mean, it's I I place like two overs and pick three winners, and it's I'm I'm like on uh, I I don't I think I think every day that I've like placed a series of KBO bets. I've woken up to at least a win or two. It's been, it's been awesome. Johnny, you've been all Bundesliga, correct? Yeah. And obviously, um, as Frankie mentioned, the premier league in England's coming back June 17th. And I believe Serie A, which is Italy is coming back June 20th. Yep. So three days apart from each other. Um, there's going to be a lot more games with those three because I believe UEFA wants all soccer leagues to be done by uh, August 1st. So, yeah, I've been strictly Bundesliga. Um, got another packed weekend slate. I'll be sure to yeah, send you guys my picks. Um, I just can't really get into KBO. I mean, I get up like an hour after the game start, but, I mean – I, I still haven't even followed the team that the pod has supported. But. They're, the, they're the worst team in the league by a mile. Yeah, I blame the godfather for that. By a jerking mile. off the fucking draft. They are horrendous. He's a rat anyway. But, uh, I mean. You, you can't even make any money off them because you can't bet for them to lose because the odds are so bad. And you can't bet for them to lose by two because the odds are even worse. Like, it, like, it, doesn't, it doesn't make a oh, – they're so bad. They make me so mad. I can't even look at them. Uh, that makes me really glad that I don't follow the KBO. But um, one thing I know, we, I don't know if you're going to get into it a little later, but we might as well get into it now. Um, I'll hear your guys' thoughts on it that I'm excited about is the plan that Gary Bettman proposed. Yeah. Or he said that will be in place for the NHL. Um, I, be, I think – I think they maybe will be shooting for like a mid-July start, uh, maybe mm-hmm. late July. Twenty-four teams. Uh, I was talking with one of my buddies that I uh, went to school with. He's an avid hockey fan. Uh, he's a fan of the Bruins, so he's kind of pissed because uh, he doesn't really like the round robin thing, which is understandable. But I mean, I've, I've really determined the top four seeds. I kind of liked that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really followed the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, maybe last year when the Jackets absolutely sideswiped the Lightning, and then I was, like, hooked from there. Maybe a couple years ago, maybe here and there a couple games. But, I mean, this, like, I mean, 24 teams, I, I like the knockout round, then it's qualifying, and then it's, like, normal playoffs. Yeah. I think that this seems like pure excitement and an absolute black hole for my money. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm just, I, 
I'm, I'm super excited about absolutely everything. I think that the NHLPA laid out an excellent plan. I, I, I like the, the top four teams in each conference playing a, like a little round robin to determine the, the actual seeding one through four. I, be, I mean, the, the other teams are playing a five-game five series just to stay alive, right? So you're, you're, just, you're literally getting to warm up. Like even if you lose all three of those games, you'll just be the four seed and still get home ice for your first round. Right. So and at least you get to be back on out onto the ice with games that do matter. But if you lose them, it's, it's not the end of the world. Right. And but some like some of some of the qualifying round matches are are going to be awesome. Like Columbus and Toronto, that's going to be sweet. Uh, Patty Kane plays Connor McDavid in the first round. Like uh, like and, and, and there's still five and there's still five game series. The Flames and the Jets. Right. Two Canadian teams. There's a. Uh, and and it, to me, it's just playoff hockey is just the best, regardless. And um, I I like extending the field to twenty four for whatever we're in. Um, I think uh, I think it's going to be a really big success. And I couldn't agree more that every penny that I have is going to be just down the drain with this shit. Yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm not a huge hockey fan, admittedly, but. I think the thing that I'm just most excited about is we have an American team sport finally, like definitively on the schedule. Yes. And I mean, they didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't give us like a definitive start date, but we have like multiple definitive stages of what's going to be going on. Um, the fact that they laid out a plan that other leagues can at least mimic or can look right. at right. and tweak their own plans moving forward that's at least what I'm most excited about. Also, being from Ohio, the, one of the rumors has been that Columbus may end up being the yes. hub or one of the hubs in the Eastern Conference, which would be really, really cool uh, for the state, for the local economy down there. Um, I know it's not going to be people going to games, but even some of those small businesses and things down there like that, like these players have to eat and everything like that. So that, that'll be cool to see how they accommodate all the players down there and everything like that. For me, like, yeah, it'll be nice to watch something during the week too, but I'm, I'm more just excited that we do have something set on the schedule for us and other sports to look forward to as they create their plans moving forward. I'm, and I'm just, I'm just very, uh, like, I'm just super impressed with Bettman because I hate Gary Bettman. I think that he's, like, I mean, he, he makes some okay NHLPA decisions with, like, alongside the players, but, I mean – I I I was I was I'm just impressed. I like I feel like like there's definitely still steps to take for like keeping players and staff and shit safe, right? Like all of, like testing. I'm sure that's that's still probably their biggest obstacle, as is every other sport. But but like like you said, Square, just a date where people can just like have in mind is is a great step and a step that we don't have for any other any other American sport. Yeah, um, I, I've, I've been looking up teams to support, preferably that would be in the uh, bottom four, so an 8 through 12 seed. 8 through 12? Hmm. Yeah, because I don't really want – I mean, when it comes down to it, I kind of have a soft spot for the Cavs just because similar to when the Cavs won it all, uh, my uncle is a huge DC sports fan. Obviously, their sports 
uh, landscape. I mean, as of late with the Nats and the Caps a couple years ago, uh, besides that, it's been absolutely horrid. So mm. I kind of have a soft spot for that. But uh, They're fucking good. I just don't – plus it sucks too. Um, I was actually reading that OV was only like two goals shy of 50, which honestly I don't watch yeah. hockey at all. But that still would have been at least something cool to see. But I just don't know what team to root for. I just want, like, an absolute dumpster team that I can pull for, that I can say from the jump that I was just a fan of. So, I, I mean, I don't I – like, like just suggestion-wise, I mean, if you want to look at, like, some of those, like, bottom seeds that have a chance to do some fucking damage, um, I hate the New York Rangers a lot, but they, like, they're super young and they were just picking it up as this shit kind of blew up planet Earth. But mm-hmm. uh, the Rangers wouldn't be a terrible team. Artemi Panarin is a top eight player in the whole fucking world. And, I mean, I hate Queen Lundqvist, but, I mean, they, they, he's, he, he, can, he can win you some games. And they play Carolina in the first round, who they can definitely beat. Um, and then, I mean, the, Blackheart, the Blackhawks were a wagon. They're, like, they, they had their dynasty. They won three cups in six years. But they, uh-huh. but they haven't made the playoffs since in like since 2015, maybe 2016, the year after they won that cup. And now they're back and they're, they're literally, they were literally the last team to get put into this. They were team 24 and they go and play Connor <laughs> McDavid and the Oilers and, and the Art Ross trophy guy who scored the most points in the league, dry style. So like there's, there, there's some like uh, high notoriety teams that are going to be low seeds who could do a little bit of damage. Um, but like, like an out of the box, like the Coyotes, like root for them, bro. Biz, Biz nasty. Like the Coyotes are gonna, they, they play Nashville. That, 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 like that'll be a fun series. There, I mean, there's, there, and and hockey's like that, and because you could, sorry, you don't have to cut that, Johnny. You'll, you'll have to. Uh, <laughs> that's that's number three. Oh shit! Grab another high noon. Right, I know it's right here. <laughs> Black cherry. Well, you know what, Frankie? I, I can tell you one team I won't be rooting for, um, and that's going to be the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, out of spite Fuck for the, the Godfather. Um, I hope somehow the Canadians – The Canadians can uh, beat them. Yeah. I, I kind of – plus, I think – I know they do some part of my take, but I think whenever the Penguins lose, we should make – uh, Mr. Godfather, do some soggy sorrows. We have to do the same for the Flyers and, and yeah. Frankie, then. Yeah, I'd be All okay. Right, with that, it. that works with me. The Flyers are the, the 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 Flyers are one of the top four teams. You like how I just didn't say anything about uh, my Golden Knights as well. Fuck them. Vegas is good that though. Vegas is fucking good. Greatest mascot in hockey. What <laughs> a fucking chance, my boy. God, dude. The goat chance. Nah, it's gritty all the way. It's gritty. One, I'll, I'll go gritty. One last thing I'll say about the uh the playoffs. Uh Johnny, our our good buddy, we'll call him uh Igor for the sake of, of confidentiality here. We both know him. Very well. Big Red Wings fan. Texted me after the plans were announced for the season and said, you know the Red Wings are fucking awful when they expand the playoffs to 24 teams and they <laughs> still can't get in. 
No, but the the Red Wings story is so crazy because so I think it was maybe the the they made the playoffs maybe like twenty twenty something straight times, yeah, like twenty like five straight years, like that's that's incredible. Twenty five straight NHL seasons where the Red Wings have played in a playoff game, that's crazy. And then they haven't made it last like three or four years. <laughs> So that that's that's kind of it as far as NHL goes. The one other league that has really been in the news has mm-hmm. been Major League Baseball. They have oh. yet to come to an agreement with the well, the players and the owners have yet to come to an agreement on compensation for the upcoming shortened season. Sounded like based on what some players have said, there was an agreement and now the owners are trying to go back on that agreement and switch things up. I know Johnny, you're, you're pretty opinionated as far as this goes. Um, what, what are your thoughts with what, what's going on here between the owners and the players? Let them have it. Well, first things first, like I, I understand everybody that loves baseball and I love baseball as much as the next guy. I, I don't know how you can fault the players for not like not wanting to play for a lesser fee like obviously you have these like you have these smaller guys like today I, I like about like maybe an hour or so before we kick this off minor uh, about a thousand minor leaguers had to get cut because yeah teams are for beginning to furlough their employees and they can't there's no revenue stream right now like and the, you look at a player like uh Excuse me. You look at a player like Garrett Cole who signs the deal of a lifetime. He's set for life. He'll, his family is set. I mean, if his kids want to, they probably would never have to work a day in their life. He's, he was set to make $36 million this year. And I don't know if this was – I think this may have been after the second offer the owners made but he'd only make $9 million this year. So if he's only making $9 million off of an original 36, right. then look at, a, look at a guy that maybe signed a year for like five or six. And that's what, that's like not, that's not even a million dollars. Like those, like, and I know it's only like 82 games, but some of these players like that obviously are younger and stuff. Like they have, probably have families like they got to provide for. And I'm sure they got maybe some cash, stoved away in the bank but you can't fault the players for standing up to the owners right now and being like hey fuck you guys we agreed to something at first and now you want to walk back on it piss on our faces and do this dumbass dance that really shouldn't have occurred in the first place but it's all because the owners are greedy and the only I, I I love ripping on owners as much as the next guy. Believe it or not, the Indians actually they've only been in the news once, and it was because I believe they said they're paying they're they're paying their employees through a mm-hmm. date in June, which I can't remember. So I tip my cap to them. But you you see, I think the Oakland A's owner has a, is like a two billion dollar valuation. That's not like people are getting mad like oh why can't you pay the players like. That's not cash that the guy just has on hand. So, obviously, um, we said before the show, Max Scherzer released a very poignant statement saying, like, listen, like, if this is the way it's going to be, then I'm, like, not going to strap up the spikes, go out, toss my innings out. Um, 
Blake Snell said it about a couple weeks ago. Um, I think he got Bryce ripped. Harper, he got destroyed for it, which is which is absolutely asinine. He got and ripped. Like, and like the, the most of the people that I've read on the mentions and stuff, like it's just it's more so they're just angry that they can't have their baseball on TV when it's obviously much more complex than that. Um, I think Bryce Harper, I listen to starting nine, which is the Barstool baseball podcast. Bryce Harper alluded to the fact that he just signed some tank of a deal with the Phillies and he'd be in a similar situation to Garrett Cole. But then like those guys will be fine, but you have to also, you got to think about these guys that are playing for probably less than $5 million who are only going to bring home like, which six figures to us would be would be an absolute godsend. But to these players that have other things going on in their lives, I mean, you get you can't. It's hard for me to understand an argument against the players disagreeing with the owners. And I read, I think John Heyman tweeted that they had a soft date of June first, which is this weekend, or I believe it might be Monday. And they had more of a firmer date in the June 5 through the 10 range. I mean, based on what I'm reading on Twitter and stuff, it doesn't sound like they're any closer to an agreement at all. I read the Players Association pretty much thought the first offer this week, which granted it was a first offer, but it was an absolute slap in the face. Um, I thought when, when quarantine started, I was like, oh, baseball might be one of the easier ones to come back. I now think there probably won't be any baseball played at all, which honestly you can blame the players all you want. But I mean, this is the owners just being money hungry to an extent. And, uh, you know, who knows, maybe by tomorrow they'll come to an agreement and my bashing of the owners will make me look like an idiot. But I mean, for now, I mean, I'm completely on the player's side. I understand their argument. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, both sides. It's something's got to give. What that something is, I don't really know. Um, so, I guess there's my little three to four minute rant on where baseball is and why people are dumb. No, but I'll like and, and and like and like you had mentioned in there, Johnny. Like, if Max Scherzer, like a, a guy like that, who's just uh, like the veteran of veterans, who is out there. On the, on the mound, giving you 200 fucking innings every goddamn season. If he's yeah. got something to say to, like, back to his owner, like, after he just put a ring on his finger, like, like, they're fucking, like they are fucking up. You're just counting your billions in your bank while, while you put this deal out to the players. Like, that's bullshit. It is unfortunate. Because the fan, as fans, we're just stuck in the middle of right? it. Right, we're just sitting here like, wow, now I have to, like, like, it's – Sucks. And I can't remember. I may have used the analogy next last week or last time we recorded, so I won't even get into it. But like, if you if you were hired to do a job, and the amount of that job was cut in half, and then you agreed you would cut your pay in half, and then the guy came back later and was like, you know what, that's not going to work. Yeah, it's, You'd that's be pretty fucking fed up about that too, right? So what? basically, the position the players are in right now, it's just a. Uh, a really shitty circumstance, not a whole lot that, you know, we're going to get done on our end until these, these two sides come to an agreement. So hopefully we get something like that soon. The one other major topic that I wanted to really quickly hit on, and it's 
something I really didn't even know was going on, and there's not a whole lot of information out there, but looks like we are at least one step closer to getting sports gambling legalized in the state of Ohio as a House bill passed today by a vote of 83 to 10 that the Lottery Commission in Ohio would oversee sports betting. Um, There's a whole lot of details of what all this means. Basically, the key points are there are two bills, one in the House, one in the Senate. The House bill, like I just mentioned, that passed. Um, They believe, based on the Ohio legislature, that the sports betting should be regulated by the Lottery Commission. And the Senate bill, they believe that sports betting should be regulated by the Casino Commission. Those are really the two major differences. A lot of the stuff that's in both bills is fairly similar. But it is pretty cool that um, we have gotten, like I said, one step closer. I listened to an interview today on uh, a Cleveland radio station where one of the uh, representatives behind this bill actually mentioned that the goal for all this is to have gambling in Ohio legalized set up ready to roll before March Madness next year so if that's the case that's going to be pretty fucking awesome that we can gamble in casinos and do everything here in Ohio when March Madness starts back up next year but obviously there's still a long way to go I'm not smart enough to read in between the lines and figure out kind of what everything means but it is like a really, really important development and something really cool for, for those of us that live here in the state. Yeah, it makes me miss it a little bit. Makes me miss that that Ohio weather a little bit. I don't think you do. I think you're lying. <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. It'll be, like you said, I mean, it'll be good when uh, I can waltz on into the jack and uh, plop my ass down with a couple Bud Lights in my hand. Uh Watching a uh, two and a fifteen seed uh, cost me like fifty bucks, even though that's probably nothing to some people. It's a lot to me, but you know, it's it's an exciting step. Obviously, I don't know how many states have legalized it so far, but I feel like Ohio is somewhat of a big one in that aspect. It would be a big one, I think, just in like the landscape of what Ohio means to the country. Um, so, you know, obviously, hopefully uh, this can get all finalized soon and uh, sports can get back so we can uh, actually enjoy this. Amen to that. That's basically all the major points from this week. Johnny, I know you said Bundesliga. Is is that Friday morning or Saturday morning? It is tomorrow afternoon, Saturday morning, and Sunday morning. Saturday, Saturday is a big slate. Do you have a good pick for us for the weekend? Oh, boy. Let's see. I am going to say tomorrow afternoon at 2.30. Here's here's a stat. So, so wait. Today as you're listening to this. Today as you're listening to it, uh, we have Freiburg and Bayer Leverkusen. Bundesliga stat. There have been 22 Bundesliga matches uh, since the restart. There have only been three home home teams that have won. What? Which is no, kind of surprising. Which is kind of surprising. So wow. Freiburg's Freiburg's the home team. 
Bayer Leverkusen is the away team. Uh, you guys have no idea who this is, but his name is Kai Havertz. He's probably going to become the face of German soccer in the next couple years. Uh, he Once the World Cup gets going back again, he'll be a name that everyone will recognize. I like uh, Bayer Leverkusen on the road tomorrow to make it to add on to that total of only three home get, home teams getting wins. Wow. Frankie, you have anything that sticks out to you this weekend? Um, not that I'm look, uh, I some of some of these uh, Bundesliga games look look okay. Um, I don't know. I I didn't dive into it too much. Um, had a long ass day at work today. You could pretty much at this point you could throw any amount of money on Bayern Munich and you're guaranteed to win. That's that's definitely true. Um, let's see here. I like I mean I've, I usually I find like uh on those Saturday games like there's four five Saturday games. I'll probably bet like two or three of them to draw. And the odds are always decent there. I can't believe you have the balls to bet draw. I know, but I mean like I, I don't know. I just I've I've won a couple of them the last couple of weeks, and it's been great. So, but 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 also like I had said earlier, I, um, in some of these in some of these games that I'll kind of, I'll probably dive in a little more, um, and I'll, I'll I'll at least send you. But I love I love betting that that first goal bet is so awesome because if if you can if you just make it to that thirty minute mark and then it's just hell for ten minutes, but uh, as it, it, uh, so many of these, so many of these games are one nothing going into half or one one going into half, and usually that first goal is like right between like twenty minutes and forty. So it's so I like those, and they're always like plus six hundred. So I don't uh, to answer your question, Square. I don't have anything that I super like or have really uh, dove into. Um, the KBO lines are only open like right at like. 8 p.m. the night before so um and the games are bright and early so I don't have anything that could help anybody tomorrow the one thing that I do kind of like in the UFC remember I'm not so great with UFC right now but I am one for my last one I'm hot so I like Gilbert Burns over Tyron Woodley in the main event um in Vegas this weekend he's plus 155 Woodley's just been super boring as of lately. He got beaten up pretty good against Kamaru Usman in his last fight. And Gilbert Burns absolutely ran through Damian Maya in his last fight. Fought literally two and a half months ago at the uh, first UFC card back in Brazil without fans before all the shit got shut down. So he looked really good in his last performance. Give me him plus 155. And I think NASCAR is actually at Bristol this weekend. It, it's going to be a tough race to watch, but it also could be really entertaining to watch because it's only a mile track, so it's going to be 500 laps. It's going to be a lot of times turning left. But Bristol, they're going to beat and bang the fuck out of each other. So it would be a really entertaining race to watch in that aspect. They obviously don't have odds out right now. They're actually running the current race as we're recording this. But I will have I'll, – I'll tweet a pick out for Bristol because I have a couple guys in mind. I just want to see what their odds look like. So, 
Um, but definitely Gilbert Burns plus 155. That'll be one of my picks for this weekend. So, um, you, don't, um, you, don't, you don't have anything on, like, past Bristol racers uh, here? Is there anything that – Yeah, Denny, Denny Hamlin won one of the most recent ones over uh, Matt DiBenedetto. Who I, I bet Matt DiBenedetto was like a 50-1 to 1 or 75-1 to 1 long shot, and he was leading all the way up until – like he led like the last – 150 laps and was leading with like 10 to go and then got passed. So that's famous for that. <laughs> that, that really the leader for 200 laps. Yeah. Fucking suck. But I'll have some NASCAR information this week, later this weekend for, for what I'm liking as far as that goes. But uh, sorry to the Godfather who couldn't join us. We appreciate him giving us the go ahead to, uh, to move forward. Don't have any kids if you listen this far. Don't have any kids this weekend. <laughs> we'll see if you actually listen to the podcast and hear that. So, uh, <laughs> Fellas, that's going to do it for this week. Appreciate everybody tuning in and listening. Kind of a whole bunch of shit that we covered this week, but we will be back next week. Uh, recap a little bit more of, of what we're hearing with sports coming back, some of the things that we talked about that we liked this weekend, and and a whole lot more. We'll have the Godfather back next weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. Appreciate everybody listening, and we'll talk to you next week.